Well, hi there. You've stumbled across the CU Bonus Cast. That's right. Uh, I am Father Chris Decker, and this, as you heard, is the Catholic Underground Bonus Cast, a short extra podcast from your friends at CU. Um, good to, to hear your voice, um, Father Ryan. Hello, world. <laughs> I tell you, we, we haven't heard you on the, the big show, but uh, we figured we would give this little thing a shot uh, that we call the, the bonus cast. So uh, you're doing well there in beautiful uptown. Um, you're not in Natchitoches anymore. You are in Tallulah. Right. I've actually been in Tallulah now a couple of years, and I've, uh, I've checked in with the CU a bit. But the drive time from here to there is a, is a good three hours and 20 minutes. And... Uh, and frankly, it just doesn't work with Skype. You know, we've we've discovered yeah. that you just it doesn't it just doesn't work well. That in person thing is, once you put more than two people on a podcast, you need to be there in person. That's right, and it's hard to to make the conversation go if you've got a yeah. whole bunch uh, as well. And interestingly enough, that's where we find ourselves here uh, with the bonus cast because it is kind of returning to some of our roots. Uh, actually, physically, we were talking about that. <laughs> uh, after yeah. after a problem with uh with getting all the software and microphones and new technology to work, we went to the old stuff. Well, and of course, all the stuff we we use for the uh, for the main show is there at the Catholic radio station, which is yeah. where neither of us are. So right. we're actually digging out the old equipment, and you're using uh, an old mic, and I'm using the exact same headset uh, that I used uh, when we recorded the first Catholic Underground episode way back in 2005, I believe. Or 2006. Six. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, and so since then, a lot of uh, water has passed under the proverbial bridge, um, but uh, but things are, are good, uh, I would presume, in both of our areas, because we, we just returned from the Camino Santiago um, in one form or another. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good good sabbatical program, not sabbatical as a euphemism, but sabbatical as an actual uh, learning experience and and, uh, and faith building. And yeah, I mean, it's it's been, an, I've been back two months and it's been wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I've been back uh, about, uh, well, a little over a month and I'm kind of diving back into my parishes. If you haven't listened to the Catholic Underground, uh, then uh, you may not know that uh, I am a pastor of three parishes and a mission and um, a very good assignment, but a busy assignment, as you can imagine. And my assistant, uh, Father Amrit, is is sick at the moment, and so uh, I'm I'm carrying all of the water uphill, as it were. Um, but th- it's a good life, and and I wouldn't um, I wouldn't say for a minute that the priesthood isn't worth it. And so here on the Catholic Underground Bonus Cast, it's uh, it's kind of the brainchild of Father Ryan, uh, and maybe maybe me a little bit, to give a little bit more time towards some topics that are important. And so we thought we'd talk this week about uh, social media as evangelization. Social media is um, is a so many things, but it's actually become kind of a, a, a language. It's more a language than it is anything else. So we use it to translate our thoughts and ideas now, and um, that's exactly what language does for us, right? It uh, it gives voice to the things that are happening within us. Uh, emoji, you think about those sorts of things, and memes, and then uh, then of course there are YouTube videos uh, I love that, you, Mr. that we know really well. Do you love me too? <laughs> no. Father Ryan loves no. Mr. Bubs. I love Mr. Bubs. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got this on camera. <laughs> You have to look up Mr. Bubs on YouTube. That's Bubs with a Z, and you'll never, ever stop watching it. It's true. Uh, but even that right there is a good example uh, of, of a language, huh? Um, videos like Mr. Bubs, they're potent for us. A shouting uh, about um, the French Revolution was to the sans-culottes. Uh, they, they shouted a lot, and Mr. Bubs growls a lot, right? 
And so if we're serious about evangelizing, we have to speak that language. This is very important for us. And so in this first episode, we're going to dive deep into kind of thinking a little bit about uh, the practical stuff about using social media to share our faith. And so, Father, um, you and I both uh, know about social media because we were there as it was developing. But I don't know about you. I find that it's, uh, it's expanding very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I do a lot of, of web development, and I'm following, or I try to follow, all sorts of technology. I've, I've always had a passion for that, and uh, and it's it's incredibly difficult to keep up, not just with what's going on with, say, Facebook or Twitter, yeah. but what's going on with social media in, say, Indonesia and China, mm-hmm. and uh, the effect and the way that, that, that programs like WhatsApp, um, which is very, very ubiquitous uh, overseas. Uh, how does that relate to Snapchat? How does it relate to new changes going on with Instagram? And then how do all of those things uh, affect the way that we communicate, the way that families communicate? Uh, I, I know that my family has a group text or two, uh, yeah. and that's that's pretty much universal. There are some families that have group Snapchat, some mm-hmm. families that have group WhatsApp. And so, uh, you know, it really has become such an important part of what we do that it's no longer something that it's it's really feasible to keep up with everything, you know, for one person. It, it's, it's really yeah, tough. Yeah, that's right. And you kind of know how you've arrived. I mean, as priests, we know we've arrived whenever a family says, if you don't mind, we'd like to add you to our, our family, um, our family WhatsApp. Um, or they create a special one just for with the priest <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so that they can share, you know, um, uh, uh, generally appropriate things. But it really does kind of begin to ask the, the larger questions about what is broadcasting, because like a family Snapchat or a family group text is really a, a kind of a narrow cast. Yeah, I mean, it is. But but if we if we don't think about social media just in the sense of, you know, some some girl on Instagram doing a duck face trying to get a million followers. But we really think about it as as the same way that the the Egyptians thought about hieroglyphics. Yeah. You know, I mean, that 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 was a way of communicating. And while, uh, you know, a little picture of a bird doesn't necessarily translate to one syllable, one letter, one word in the way that that it does in say French or German um it it really is a, it's a, it's a way of of communicating you know i mean i, I can't help but think about the jesuits you know yeah. who were who were na- ministering to the huron indians uh the most famous was a, a jesuit named jean de brebeuf and he he goes up the river and he's trying to communicate uh, with these Indians, he does. He doesn't know their language. Uh, he doesn't know what their cultural priorities are. What what uh, a symbol, like like you know, is a thumbs up a good thing or is that accidentally yeah. the same thing as doing the peace sign backwards in uh, in England? Because you can get yourself into trouble quick like that. <laughs> you, yeah, you learn that on sabbatical too, right? Yeah, <laughs> you really do. I mean, you can go. Oops, I, that's not okay. Uh, yep. And like uh, giving I, the okay sign to people in Italy is not okay. Boy, is it not okay? It's all <laughs> kinds of not okay. We discovered that the hard way. It's true. But uh, but. I mean, I think that that's, you know, like when I think about, about those kind of missionaries, I'm thinking that's what we have to be too, because young people are communicating almost exclusively with Snapchat. Yeah. As a priest, that's really challenging because Snapchat is a very dangerous application to use because there's no record of what is said, especially right. in this kind of litigious culture. Yeah. But it's still one of those things where we say, well, how, how can the church have a voice there? Uh, yeah. You know, and the same thing is true on any number of other platforms, not just big obvious ones. I mean, the era of having a parish website mm-hmm. and being feeling like we're we're caught up, we're with it, we're in the times. You know, I think that era's gone. I think they're in the Times New Roman now. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Parish websites. 
Yeah, yeah it's but it is. Bad. It's a language, and I don't think that it's um that it's a, a passing fancy at all. That emoji is now a new language for us to communicate in. It's kind of the new hieroglyph, right? It it really is. I mean, you know, it, there's a great meme passing around, but then again, the memes work the same way. I mean, you yeah. have you have a lot of people who are who there was a, a meme, a Key and Peel meme that came around, and it got a ton of shares and retweets on on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and it was about God walking through the garden and saying, "How? Who told you you were wearing clothes?" Yeah. And and it manages to communicate something with a lot of of cultural oomph that I think that storytelling may have done you know, a right. hundred years ago and that, that having a, a, a song or a musical thing would have done just a, a few years ago. Yeah. And so just as St. Jean de Brebeuf uh, had to learn that language, we have to do the same thing, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, would you say that, that social media is, is, well, I mean, it's, we use it as a buzzword as kind of a catch all, but does anybody re- really define it? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we, we've, you and I have talked about it a lot uh, yeah. off off uh, off mic and on. I mean, it, what it is 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 a way to share text images and videos and get feedback, and that really is the mm-hmm. big thing for our younger kids, the generation of that we call the millennials and the gen yeah. generation Z. That idea of getting feedback in the form of votes, thumbs up, hearts, likes, comments. Um, you know, and and whether in Facebook you're looking at the wall or or the story or the fan page or Twitter and Instagram, there's the feed, Snapchat's mm-hmm. the story. Um, but it happens outside of platforms too. I mean, you know, you have people who send back cute emojis and group texts, and you feel like, ah, my friends are are responding to me, and they get um, me. They get me. Uh, blog posts to a lesser degree, although in certain communities, certain kinds of blogs are really important. Mm-hmm. You know, in food foodie communities, you know, if you if a certain blog mentions you, you get the red face. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there's, but I think that feedback mechanism is what defines social media. Um, that's really that's I, that's quite something too, because as you were talking about, um, you know, someone would be kind of the village storyteller, you know, or something like that. And and w- would they would they be looking for just the feedback or would they be looking just simply to broadcast the story? Because that seems to be a little bit perhaps the, the, the nouveau thing that social media has to offer is that you can get instant feedback. Yeah, I think that's true. But I mean, it, 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 you, you're in a community that where, where the, the community is still community. You know, it's yeah. not so spread out across 100 miles. Right. But I mean, think about the town gossip. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, right. the town gossip wants to shed the story, but at the same time, she wants to see people's faces and yeah. she wants to have people go to her. You did not say that, girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, yes, that's, I that, did. That, that feedback mechanism is a giant part of this, this mm-hmm. whole thing, I think. Yeah. I, I think. I think. Yeah, and I think about like um, like like Saint Paul when he went to speak to the Greeks, right? That was perhaps some of the very first social media. It was just uh, it was it was kind of a shoutcast. That's <laughs> what it was, right? <laughs> and and he got immediate feedback, right? Uh, we would like to hear you on this another time. And the man's off his nut, you know. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah, but uh, but even still, uh, yeah, I think that that there's a very real um, thing past the buzzword there where. Um, looking for uh, that that feedback is really what kind of defines social media, and we tend to think of that as just being the millennial generation. Uh, but it's it's really kind of all of us because don't we all have a desire for receiving feedback from the things that whenever we share our heart with somebody else? 
You know, I mean, no doubt. I mean, I think we all we all want to are trying to understand if we've been heard, yeah. are trying to understand if we've been accepted, if we've been loved. Um, but I think there's a there's a something unique about or not. I shouldn't say unique, but something that is specific to social media, um, which is perhaps part of or or causal uh, with the with the kind of narcissism that yeah. we experience in, in our current kind of culture. But even still, whether whether or not social media is is going to have a net positive or net negative effect, uh, I think we still have to consider that it's it's a primary tool of evangelization. Yeah. The same way that the radio, the television, and the internet, we could argue whether those are, are a net good or a net bad for society, mm-hmm. but we we don't really have a right to say that they're not an essential means of communication, and any means of communication is is necessarily a means of evangelization. Right, and that's one of the things that, that we at the Catholic Underground have talked about incessantly now for over a decade is um, is that that it's it's our responsibility, uh, if you would, to to kind of baptize these things that are coming to the fore, um, because there would be some that would say that that social media it's just it's it's bad stuff, no good can come of it, uh, don't don't ever use it, and like they they said of television in the eighties, right. Uh, in the 70s and 80s, is that television, well, I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff on television, and yet you see the rise of the televangelist, you know, um, and, and the ones that are good, that, that are earnestly broadcasting the gospel and winning souls, you know. So so there there is an important trade-off, too, you know. Yeah, there there really is. I mean, and and when we stop and think about, too, the, the, the ability that we have to interact, you yeah. know, I mean— that's perhaps more than anything one of the most useful tools the internet provides mm-hmm. and, and you know I'm, I'm thinking of course back when when um, when Pope Benedict uh, made uh, the the traditional Latin mass more freely available yeah. there were a lot of folks who were just interested to know more right you know they weren't necessarily big fans of this that or the other but they they said you know who can we talk to? And it turns out there were a handful of us priests online who knew about those kind of things. And it was fascinating to be in touch with people from like Alaska yeah, who were going, there's nobody around. <laughs> you know, I, I can watch the TV, I can read a book, but there's nobody around. I can ask questions about this. And so just the ability to interact and say, you know, Hey, what, what is the story with this? Or, or to be able to say, call, um, you know, call my, not okay, I can call my local priest, but maybe Father Chris's way of explaining things, you know, jives with me, and so yeah. I can hop on Facebook and say, "What do you think about this?" Yeah. And I know you and I have both had great conversations with people who reached out to us over Facebook. That's right, and uh, that's really one of the the beautiful things about social media is, as you say, uh, maybe my local parish priest won't quite explain it in a way that that I get. Um, but another priest could give you the exact same content, but in a different uh, package, you know. And and I think that's really one of the beautiful things I like about social media is is that you you do you can you can get the exact same message of the gospel in terms of uh, the Catholic way of uh, of evangelization, but you get it kind of presented in different ways. And of course, there's a responsibility that comes with that too. Yeah, yeah, there really is. Um, you know, it, it, it makes me actually think about um, the value of confession and specifically the value of confessional grills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the, the screen, you know, there's something about going uh, to confession through that screen, even if 
even if you know the priest and the priest knows you, mm-hmm. uh, but being able, there's a certain degree of anonymity. There's a certain degree of, of uh, distance that is created by that grill that gives you a certain degree of freedom to overcome our own psychological hangups. Yeah. And I think social media could be a detriment in that way. But it could also be a really good thing to say, look, you know, I, I want to say something or I want to ask a question. I'm embarrassed to do it in person, mm-hmm. but I could do it uh, via a tweet. I could do it via a Reddit conversation, although most Reddit conversations are just yelling matches. <laughs> um, you know, I could do it, though, via a conversation online. Yeah, And, and hey, that's that's a big deal for some people. And it's it's nice to to know that I don't have to know my priest personally yeah. to reach out to somebody who knows these things or my doctor you right. know I have, I have a friend who's a dietitian and i'm a little nervous about talking to my doctor because i've put on a few weight few pounds and he tells me i've got to lose it but i can text my doctor friend in in you know in south louisiana and say what's the story with this and she says oh it's no big deal you right know? in fact that that helped your feet while we were in uh in, yes um, boy did in, it in europe in spain um, where I think I had blogged about the the situation with your blisters, and then one of my friends, who's a, a new doctor, um, contacted us on Facebook Messenger because he knew it was something that we would somehow have access to, and uh, and prescribed some medication and things um, for us, and, and was able to give us the European explanation of what that medication is, you know, and the names and everything. So yeah, so there there is a great great um, not only usefulness but kind of a necessity to it, and and I think. Um, one of the things that, that, as you were just mentioning, is, is dangerous um, and perhaps not likable is, is the trolls that are present everywhere. Like, oh, I don't know yeah. if I've ever—I've only once or twice had a confessional troll, you know, <laughs> um, but, uh, but it, it seems very, very common in a combox discussion or, or on Reddit. Um, there's always a, at least one who is just, you know, uh, hard to deal with at the, at the very least— and sometimes that throws me off all the interactivity. Like, I find myself thinking, well, for all the good, there's that one guy that just won't let up. And the, <laughs> thing, that's not make, the thing that's making me mad is not that he's wrong. It's that it doesn't stop, right? It's just irrational. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like that one person who always shows up at the Bible study and who, who cannot stop asking questions, which are just about showing how much they already know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it makes you say, I want to not have a Bible study because that person over there is driving me to the point of insanity. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, well, that yeah, that's annoying. It's frustrating. Everybody has to deal with it. And yet that's, it, we, we know that that doesn't actually cause as many problems as we think it does. And in fact, uh, if you talk to people who do group therapy for like drug abuse and things like that, mm-hmm. what's fascinating is it turns out that they're in those groups, there's always a couple of people who are problems. Yeah. But because you have to overcome that, it actually does a better job of helping you overcome drug addiction, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. because you, you, you're, you find you're able to overcome one annoying or obnoxious person. Oh, that's so true. So it's not a terrible thing. Yeah, that's, that's true enough, I suppose. Uh, yeah, and, and then of course there's the notion of whenever we whenever we do go out into the Areopagus, uh, what we call the digital continent, right? Uh, yeah. Simply echoing Pope Benedict, um, it, it is for me. It's it's kind of overwhelming, you know, and so that's why I kind of choose what I I put out um, on my my social media platforms. You know, uh, I tend not to be um, a person who who puts very 
uh, incendiary. Is that the right word to use? That is a good word. Yeah, I, I don't put incendiary things just to see what reactions and interactions I get. But I tend to put things that, um, well, most of my artwork, actually, that's what I've been doing for the past year, is putting a lot of my artwork, my drawings and things up, and, and seeing what sort of um, uh, interest and, uh, and conversation that garners. Um, and, and for me, that's helpful because it is really through art, for me as a graphic designer, uh, that I'm able to have good discussions about, well, the gospel and anything else. I mean, I, I, um, I had a picture of St. Thomas of Beckett, uh, that I put up last year, actually, and somebody who was scrolling through Instagram found it. You know, it came up on Explore for them or whatever, the little, the little magnifying glass. And he asked a question. He says, it looks like that guy has a sword going through his head, <laughs> to which <laughs> I was able to say, well, you know, as a matter of fact, he did. And <laughs> it was just a, a, a little uh, opportunity to share about the martyrdom of St. Thomas Beckett. And those little things I find... Um, unmatchable like you couldn't quite have done that you know in the 16th century unless you were Michelangelo and you were standing underneath your painting you know right and so that really is a kind of a a cool thing but one of the things that's never easy is critique (laughs) you know yeah and yet that's one of the things you have to be open to whenever you uh, put a comment or a question an open-ended question out there but I think that, that to some degree your artwork is is a personal sharing, yeah. um, a different mode of like a personal testimony right. or a personal witness. And, and, you know, I mean, there's something that, that's so deeply good simply about sharing part of yourself with others yeah. and about being heard. Yeah. You know, I mean, even even if it's not that big of a deal, I mean, even mm-hmm. if it's something as simple as as me sharing that, you know, I, I wasn't able to complete the Camino because despite, you know, enormous amounts of planning, preparation, etc., um, you know, my feet for no no explicable reason failed me early on, mm-hmm. you know, and and that there's just something good about being able to say that and about having other people hear it. Yeah. You know, that that which is clearly why Jesus taught in parables so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because these are stories people can comprehend. There's a sense of sharing and of being heard. Uh, and I think social media opens a lot of doors with that because we can share, you know, good things, bad things, failures, successes, mm-hmm. uh, and then have people say, you know, I've heard you. And even have people say, you know, I've had something similar to that happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that there is great value in that. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we are uh, annoyed in ourselves if we realize that we're just talking to be heard. <laughs> but sometimes that's exactly what the human experience needs is to know that that I'm not just sounding out into space, but that it's hitting the heart of another person, you know, yeah. um, and then inviting that back. And that's that's really where the virtuous use of social media comes in is um, realizing that that no matter what I do, I'm I'm broadcasting whether i'm broadcasting or narrowcasting i'm speaking to another human person yeah and and if i'm on the on the receiving end of it then i'm going to be speaking back to another human person and that's i suppose the the um the tension between social media is the temptation to just see the com box you know or just see the letters uh in a language that i know but not perceiving the heart of the person who sent the the message Right, right. I mean, it's it's a risky media, but I think that's where real evangelization happens, where where a person genuinely is able to share something about what the Lord has done for them, whether it's to a broad audience or whether it's to one other person, yeah. um, and have that facilitated by this new 
language slash platform of communication. Um, you know, and I, I think that's it's it's worth the risk yeah. if you're if you say this is something we can accomplish, this is mm -hmm. something we can do uh, using this tool, um, this this language, this platform. And I think you're right. It is it is worth the risk, and, and it is a risk. And it's important, especially for us as Catholics, to to say that is, I mean, living living among our fellow people of Earth, uh, but I'm not an alien, um, <laughs> <laughs> living af among our fellow uh, Earthers uh, is risky. It's really risky, but the answer is not to just completely uh, find a cave or, or find a monastery and go in it. Maybe for some of us it is. But, but for the most of us who are called to live our baptism in the apostolate of the world, uh, it, it is a risk, but it's a risk worth taking because the gospel is worthy of being shared. You know, even, even if it's in a simple way like artwork or even if it's a simple way of, of um, I know a couple of folks on Twitter, some deacons that say, how can I pray for you today? You know, it's worth that risk. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and... Um, one of the things that I'm really intrigued uh, right now uh, with, with where we are in 2019 in social media is how many people are doing live broadcasts. Have you mm. noticed that? That that seems to be breaking out like crazy. I mean, YouTube is kind of pivoting to, to having more, um, more of its users using not just uh, uploaded things, but actually going live. And then uh, I've also noticed on Facebook they're opening up a lot of things for premieres, uh, they're calling it. And so you can create a watch party um, for people to premiere something. Like the, the CU Daily Journal, even though it's, it's uploaded, which, by the way, um, you can go to catholicunderground.com and look at uh, Father Ryan's new project, the CU Daily Journal, which is a daily almanac for the traveling Catholic uh, every day, every day for 365 days. Uh, but... You can premiere that, so you know that this is the first time you're getting to watch this, and it's premiering, quote-unquote, live for the first time. So there's this notion that, that there's even a desire for, for um, kind of a live sharing uh, of an event, um, which is a kind of a neat thing. I, I think um, we predicted it a long time ago, before the technology was anywhere there, <laughs> but Max Headroom, that uh, 1980s classic with uh, the inimitable Matt Frewer, who um, who played a um, a computer generated simulation that was kind of the brains of this uh, television network where everybody in the future um, can go live at a moment's notice um, and and of course it was all driven by um, by commercialism which is probably the case now <laughs> but but there's a notion of of people who are gaining an audience from going live like gamers I mean Father do you I, I don't watch really any live gaming but. I'm amazed at how many people will sit and watch another person play a video game. Yeah, it's 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 somewhat incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's th there is a there's something about knowing that somebody somewhere else is doing exactly the same thing I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost like when Dumbo, you know, in the in the Walt Disney classic, looks up and sings, you know, uh, as I look upon a star. And you go that you know, there's just something about that wanting to know that somewhere somebody else is doing the same thing I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Do you mean Jiminy Cricket singing "When You Wish Upon a Star"? No. Well, remember Dumbo looks up at the star and he remembers his mom telling oh, him that. Oh yes. When yes. you, I don't remember the name of the song because I would have been about four. <laughs> but you know, you'll have to use social media to let Father Ryan know what it is. Please yeah. tweet uh, me. I, that's that. This is the second time in a week, Father Ryan, that somebody has referenced an old Disney movie. Um, to, to me that and they said oh I don't even know if you remember it and I'm thinking to myself 
where did that come from? But that's the power of good storytelling too, right? Um, those Disney movies from our childhood now, uh, our extreme childhood, are, are kind of the parables of the day that we remember. Yeah, they are. You know, in the same way that, that social media, I can't imagine some of these memes will be the things that you remember, you know, hundreds of years from now. I wouldn't right. want to be an archaeologist 300 or 400 years from oh, now. Oh, goodness, no. Goodness, <laughs> no. Just the sheer amount of things we're creating. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, millions of hours of video uh, being created uh, per year. And you go, mm -hmm. goodness gracious. Yeah, uh, or it might that. be, as, I think it's what it's a, it's a year. It's, it's uh, in terms of hours of video, a year uh, of hours of video being updated a day to to YouTube. That's insane. You know, so you'd, you'd need to live thousands of years uh, to watch everything that's on YouTube right now if mm. nothing else was ever uploaded. I mean, it's but, just But you nuts. can also see the hunger that everyone has to, as we say, to be heard, huh? to, yeah. to share something of themselves with, a, uh, themselves with another. And so in that vein, we could say that there's, there is great use for this in Catholic circles. I mean... Um, uh, I know of some friends that are using Facebook as a, as a platform to do uh, kind of live updates about uh, their life coaching, you know, and, and that's a, a big thing nowadays is, is that one-on-one -on -one personal training to not just become healthy physically, but uh, to become healthy in an integrated manner, you know, and, and they're using, uh, and they are Catholics, but that's not the overarching, um, you know, message whenever they speak, but the desire to be an integrated person is itself a Catholic virtue, you right. know? And yeah, there there are many gifts, but one one spirit, you know, who yeah, bestows that's them right. all. And so that's, yeah. Yeah, and so um, whether you're a parish or an individual, uh, there there is a great use for that. Um, and, and so, yeah, uh, that's a little bit of a, of a, a, I don't know if it's a complete dumpster dive, but it's a little bit of a deeper dive into uh, into social media as evangelization and how important it is. But, you know, we wouldn't be a Catholic underground program without uh, this little part of the show that we like to call the Quick Picks. That's right. And uh, so for our first Quick Pick, Father Ryan. Uh, so I'm going to recommend a podcast at syntax.fm, uh, helpfully called the Syntax Podcast. Uh, these are these are two uh, graphic design slash web design people, uh, Wes Boss and uh, the guy from Level Up Tutorials, uh, whose name I can't remember right now. Uh, but <laughs> they they both are teachers of web development, and so oh. this is people who teach you know how to do design, how to develop databases, et cetera, et cetera. And these are two guys who are kind of doing the same sort of thing we're doing, which is just, you know, saying, look, these are things we love to do. These are things we have an interest in, and we'll figure we'll share about them uh, with folks who might be interested in it. And so uh, uh, Wes Boss and then the guy from Level Up Tutorials, the Syntax podcast at syntax.fm. Very cool. Yeah, um, I, I just downloaded the podcast, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. And uh, because we're kind of back in the podcast-only game, uh, you know, this is this is really something: is that we're returning to um, to a, a technology that <laughs> we we remember very well from 2006 when it when the web was young, when podcasting was young, and it's sent it's since found kind of a second wind, or really even a third one, you know. Um, and uh, and so I've been looking at a lot of the software that I've been using over many years, and I, I haven't just sat down to do a podcast uh, without any other things attached to it. And so I, I'd like to recommend looking back at Rogue Amoeba software. That's, that's right. It's a weird name, but it's good software. Um, Loopback is one of the programs that they have. And that's what allows you to uh, to kind of make your computer a virtual mixer. Now, um, 
and on in, in full disclosure um loopback did not <laughs> loopback failed me today but i think it might just be um some of the software that we're using to record this since we're not sitting in the same room together um but uh but loopback looks like a really good program when i get it working um farago is uh is a um a program for um what do we call it like a it's like a sound set thing like having a soundboard whenever you're doing a, a live podcast where you can click the button and the sounds go out uh, over the show um and and then there's audio hijack audio hijack i've used for a very long time and you can grab audio from any program in your computer and uh you can hijack it and then you can you can save it so like if you want to save the audio from uh from mr bubs you can use audio hijack to pull it out of the, of the youtube video uh, or if you want to record a conversation have both sides of the conversation uh for later like if you're using skype or something like that you can use um you can use audio hijack been around forever but they're actually getting a lot better and the interfaces are very nice so uh, i highly recommend rogue amoeba software you know, um, our main podcast, because we do have one of those, uh, the Catholic Underground, which right now is called the CU Weekly. Um, we, we do that show every Sunday evening, and it's live at catholicunderground.tv. Uh, it's also live on the radio if you happen to be in Baton Rouge, New Orleans. And, um, and we do that uh, pretty much every week. Uh, it's been on a little bit of a hiatus schedule with, uh, with uh, myself and Father Ryan coming back from the sabbatical. But um, but we're hoping that uh, that the CU bonus cast kind of fills in the gaps a little bit too, and gives us the opportunity to to do this thing, right? To to have uh, a discussion that's not terribly difficult to produce. And so uh, you can listen to our show every Sunday evening live at CatholicUnderground.tv, and please like and star and heart. <laughs> uh, all of us on Facebook and Twitter. The CU is at Cath Underground on Twitter. I'm at Digital Catholic on Twitter, and Father Ryan is at FR Humphreys. And we collectively are the Catholic Underground, where Faith Gone Digital, and your bonus time is up. From the Catholic Underground. <laughs>